0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Nihongo Master Podcast. I'm your host Azra, and I'm thrilled to bring you another fascinating cultural topic today. Tattoo taboo. Tattoos have made a mark, pun intended, way back in Japanese history. Would you believe me if I said that it goes as far back as 5000 BC? The primeval tale of Japanese tattoos carved the scene of this art on skin today. From generation to generation, Japanese tattoo artists were taught the ancient skill that shaped the tattoo culture today. Japan has built quite a reputation for itself when it comes to tattoos. On both ends of the stick, actually. While people all around the world look up to the unique Japanese tattoo art, the locals aren't exactly fond of them. Despite the negative association, it's undeniable that tattoo is deeply ingrained in Japanese culture. Discover the backstory of this Japanese body art and how it has evolved to this day. Have your ink pens ready, as we'll be dropping a few cool new vocabulary words related to all things tattoo. By now we can safely assume that various aspects of the Japanese culture has rich and long histories. Japanese tattoo is no different. Known as waburi in Japanese, its existence dates back to the 5th millennium BC, and the earliest rendition of waburi can still be seen today, influencing the state of modern Japanese tattoos. Not only are there evidence of faced engraved figurines, but waburi has also made a few appearances in ancient Chinese historical records. Back then, social ranks were practiced more vigorously than now, and it was said that people used tattoos to mark where on the rank they fell under. Others also have them to fend off evil spirits, a superstitious belief which is pretty much gone now. Around the 7th century, marks of social status and evil warts were gone. Instead, anyone who had a tattoo during the time would be seen as a criminal. Irezumi, referring to the general act of putting ink onto the skin, was used as punishment in place of the death penalty for severe crimes like murder and treason. There was no specific part of the body for criminal Irezumi, But the most common areas were the face and arms. Something I found interesting was that the tattoo designs weren't the act of the crime, but instead categorized by the region that the crime was committed in. So the Hiroshima hannin, to mean criminal, were identified by the dog symbol tattoo. And Fukuoka criminals had line tattoos around their upper arms. So if one person from a city merely stole wood from the next village, he was basically grouped together with the city's murderers. I guess back in the day, a criminal's a criminal regardless of how serious the crime you committed was. And tattoos were a way to identify them in those days. Generally, they were outcasted, disowned by families, and banned from participating in any sort of public or combined activities. All in all, it was a tough life for a lot of them. It took centuries before the use of tattoos moved past from being a symbol of crime to a decorative art form. Tattoos were still prohibited at the beginning of the 18th century, but it was also the time woodblock printing was all the rage. More often than not, woodblock prints were created in the ukiyo-e style. If you've listened to episode 10, The Art Culture of Japan, we talked a bit more about this Japanese art. Regardless of the demand during that time, woodcarvers didn't earn much at all for the effort they put in, so they sought out other potential works, which led to the creation of Tebori, a technique of tattooing unique to Japan, where they do it by hand, based on woodcarver's carving techniques. This conversion of woodcarvers to tattoo artists resulted in a spike of the number of tattooed people particularly in the lower social class citizens. Today's Japanese tattoo designs have been influenced by the ukiyo-e art style and we have those work covers tattoo artists to thank for. Around the same time, there were loads of movement of lower class citizens to modern-day Tokyo. And guess who were part of them? Yep, the Yakuza, who consisted of people like gang members and outlaws. A lot of the Yakuza members would be seen with a bunch of tattoos to symbolize courage and loyalty. Because to get a tattoo meant that you have to endure extreme pain and have it forever. Seizing the opportunity of this rising tattoo popularity, criminal outlaws covered up their existing tattoos with decorative ones. To this day, tattoos are still associated with organized crime because of this. Tattoos only reached this peak in the late 18th century, when a Chinese folklore story was translated into Japanese as suikoden, accompanied by ukiyo-e illustrations. The story narrates the journey of outlaws fighting their corrupted rulers and becoming heroes of the common townspeople. The people of Edo strongly identified themselves with the characters of the narrative, and it became an extremely popular tale among them. There were various artists that illustrated Suikoden with tattoos in their art, but what shook the grounds of Japan was when a woodblock print artist, Utagawa Kuniyoshi, portrayed the popular characters of the story with full-bodied engravings. This revolutionized Japanese tattoos with a newly formed style known as the Horimono, which translates to, things that have been engraved. The beginning of the 19th century might as well have been considered as the golden age of Horimono, as full-bodied engravings were seen in more than just ukiyo art prints. Songs and traditional plays portrayed characters fully tattooed, Horimono style. Unfortunately, every good thing has to come to an end, and so did the Horimono. While it wasn't completely wiped out, the Horimono style suffered a dramatic decline during the Meiji Restoration, when the strict, oppressive regulations were implemented. Here's a quick vocab recap from the history of Japanese tattoos. Waburi, Japanese tattoos. Irezumi, the act of putting ink on skin. Hanin, criminal. Teburi, the technique of tattooing by hand. Horimono, a new style of tattoo to mean things that have been engraved. By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? At Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick Easy and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you've raised. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system, collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's true sure to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? It wasn't until the mid-1900s that the ban was lifted and the tattoo scene in Japan started setting down roots again. However, regardless of the substantial historical evidence of tattoo culture in ancient Japanese culture, it's proven to be difficult to change the mindset that tattoos are linked to illegal activities. As soon as you have a tattoo in Japan, you're automatically the bad guy. I don't have any tattoos of my own but I've heard stories of those who have tons of them. Not all of the stories are good. Glances, stares, and blatant avoidance are common occurrences. The thing is, some Japanese people do have their own tattoos, but just keep it well hidden and covered. Purely for social employment reasons, it's rare to expose or reveal tattoos. With rigid rules come rebellion, right? There have been, more than a few I'd say, but it seems like the progress for change is going at a snail's pace. At least there is progress, right? While it is still tolerated to expose body art in general, there are some very specific places that implement a strict ban, or kinshi in Japanese, against tattoos. The most famous places are public facilities, like the onsen, Japanese hot springs, spa, gym and swimming pool. All these places forbid entry to anyone who is seen with tattoos on their body. If you're wondering why, some believe it's to prevent contamination of the waters and consideration for other users. Others believe that it's to keep out the yakuza from onsens. In recent years, with the boom in tourism, more and more tattooed people are visiting Japan and wanting to use local facilities. With the increased demand comes this temporary answer. Special facilities just for people with tattoos. A few onsens are also less strict on their rules now, and you can just cover up your tattoo if you want to enter. But despite its relaxed laws on tattoos, there is still a bit of coldness on the matter. From public perception to the difficulties attached to it, tattoo businesses aren't exactly having a walk in the park. Tattoo studios in Japan aren't like the ones in other countries where you'll see them evidently on the street.